We are looking today on Christian leadership. But in the past lecture, we have explored the origin of leadership from the concept of God and man. At the same time, we looked at intellectual um, thoughts about leadership. We looked briefly at macro leadership, micro leadership, meso leadership, and macro leadership. And we explored, you know, some theories on leadership, beginning from the great man's theory, the trait theory, behavioral theory, and contingency theory. And now we are going into transactional leadership. I would say this to you when I was looking at transactional leadership. The first thing I recognize is that it is the approach of some pastors in church. If you look at church broadly, transactional leadership, as it's, the word is called, transaction is a contract between two people. So it's a leadership that view leadership from the point of contract. I assign you this deliver for me, and I remunerate, I remunerate you for it. I pay you. Such form of leadership is an aggressive leadership. That's what I would call it. That is not interested in the social well-being of team members. Is not interested in their psychological well-being. Is not interested in even their development. As long as the job is done, that is what you employ for. I pay you for it. Do it we will discover that that is not Jesus for you. Neither is that exemplary of God. What will happen in institutions like that is that team members will not be developed. Let me say something to you. When I was looking at this leadership stuff, I found out that leadership in definition or in focus is very synonymous to corporate governance or some keys of corporate governance. Because for a leadership to be very successful, when we look at the high-impact leadership in the third class, then you will understand this better. For any organization to say we are successful, number one, you must affect constructively and positively your members. Okay? A vision that does not transform the internal stakeholders, you call them. If I'm talking to corporate organization now, I will mention you know, various departments in the internal stakeholding. If your vision or your goals does not empower your internal stakeholders, which are your members and office staff, and improve their lives, you failed. But that is half of what you should achieve. Because a good organization will set goals that will constructively benefit the internal stakeholders, but at the same time, benefit external stakeholders. Because in the region where you are, if you cannot affect your immediate environment, you fail. You are not futuristic in your planning. You are not futuristic. So, therefore, when we go into the high-impact leadership, we will see the importance of the fact that set goals of the organization 
for your organization to live for future, you must be able to listen to inside and outside stakeholders, and you must be relevant to questions asked. By, like in England, I wrote this last week when we were discussing that as in my own organization. That in London now, we have gun crime. We have gun crime. Any church in the UK that does not have a vision with the contemplation of reaching those people, that church is a failure. That church is just a failure. In Nigeria, you have Boko Haram, you have Fulani Hasmen, you have armed robbers, you have kidnappers, you have, um, name it. Where are boys and stuff? A church in Nigeria who does not have aim or purpose that will address the needs of the church and the need of the community is a failure. I don't want to talk much about you because I'm going to be teaching you that in that third lecture on high impact leadership. But let's just limit ourselves now. When we live here, we will turn the world upside down. So therefore, key characteristics of transport and trans, transactional leadership. Write this down. They build on a human need. They are built on human need to get job done and make a living. Number two. They are preoccupied with power and position, politics and park. The first one is transitional leadership is built on a human's need to get a job, a job done, and make a living. That is his contract. The need of a man is to get a job. I give him a job, he gets it done, and I pay him. And they are preoccupied with power that is trans the transactional leader. Preoccupied with power and position, politics and pecs. Number three. They are rooted in daily affairs and transactions. Oh, sorry. Daily affairs and interactions. Daily affairs and interactions. Number four. They are orientated around the short term and hard data. They are not futuristic at all. I want it now. Just get it done. Orientated around short term and hard data. Number five. They are focused on tactical issues. Number six, reliance on the organization to prompt human interactions. They are reliant on the organization to prompt human interactions. Number six, number seven. The enabled team members 
to follow and fulfill role expectations by striving to work effectively with current system. So there's no innovation. Yes? Yes, enable team members to follow and fulfill role expectations by striving to work effectively with current system. They are not open to innovations. And finally, they are able to support structures and systems that reinforce the bottom line, maximize efficiency, and guarantee short-term profits. I will give this to you, friends. Able to support structures and systems that reinforce the bottom line, maximize efficiency, and guarantee short-term profit. You will discover that what I've given you here, there are there are benefit, good benefits, but the downturn is much. All right. But haven't given you a hint about that. Let's look at my own personal best approach of leadership is transformational leadership then the last one is servant leadership servant leadership theory transformational leadership in transformational leadership a lead, leadership is defined as a process through which a leader engages others to complete common goal come let us reason together. <laughs> together we stand, divided we fall. It is not my thing, but our thing. Alright? And this is the leadership that can enrich a church. Because in this type of leadership, you will achieve every good thing that every segment of theory offers. Alright, that is, it will make your people feel part of the vision. It will make them feel comfortable in the vision. And it will give them commitment because they see themselves as a part of the strand that is inevitable for success. A transformational leader. Is a person, two things about transformational leadership. A transformational leader is a person who focuses on the need of others with great, with the goal of enabling them to reach their full potentials. A transformational leader will look at the needs of team members and he will enable them, creating an enabling environment, you remember? So that they can reach their potential goals. Remember our three keys to leadership. Train to empower. Equip to operate. Release to fulfill. Creating enabling environment. That is transformational leadership. 
Now, the second thing about transformational leader is that he's a person or an individual who is able to stimulate others through meaningful engagement. Number one, he focuses on the need of others, not his own need. The need and the goals of others. If you assign people jobs, he wants to know what is your goal. Why can't you get there? And he supplies it. So to help you get to your goal. That's the first thing. The second thing with the transformational leader is that he stimulates others through meaningful engagement. Yes? And ensures that a common vision is attainable. A transformational leader will stimulate you and it will ensure that you, fo- you succeed. I think that is a part of me. Because when he told us to identify where you fall in, all, I will tell you too, all these theories I've been giving you, where are you? You must know who you are and the system that you have been adopting in your offices, the system that you have been adopting in your church as leaders. You must know who you are. This lecture is for you to know who you are, true position, and what you ought to be, so that you will change what should not be. And I will say to you that for all the theories, transformational leadership and servant leadership is encompassing <clears throat> of all theory goods, all the good in theories, and it is exemplary of God and the Son. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which every Christian, especially minister of God, must perfectly attain. And it's easy and cheap. It's just a matter of change. The one word for it is just change. If you pastor a church, people have high expectations on you. If you lead a department in church, people have high expectations on you because you are a spiritual oversight. Let me say something about pastors. People don't believe you can make mistakes. They don't believe that. So anything you say, they do. And that's the reason why you must not tell them, don't say the Lord when you are saying things. You must separate from what God said and what your opinion is. It doesn't mean that your opinion is not right. Your opinion could be right because your opinion, should be, if it's based on the scripture, it will be right. But when you base opinion on your emotion or feeling or your old man, you get me now? Your old self, you are miserly before. Now you are born again, you are, you are struggling with giving everything. You hold, 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 take, 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 chop. Can what you have, sit on the can. Now you are born again, you have to just, whenever that old man say, don't give, you will give double. That's the way to break it. You will give double. When the old man comes to you again and says that, you know, you waste your resources, then you will lavish it. You must break yourself loose from such. Because it cannot enhance good leadership. A good leader will look at, you give everybody assignments. He will look at each person 
And he will look at the goal that each person has set. And then, discussing and engaging the person, he will understand why that person could not attain the goal. And then, he will supply. Advice. To get there, what you have here is okay, but this one, take it out. That one, take it out. Do X, Y, Z. And if you can do this, look at it, you are there. That is, that is a transformational leader. I will together now. He sees success in each person. A rich man in the country of poor is the poorest man. And then he stimulates them through meaningful engagement. As long as the vision is fulfilled. And you understand that the vision is not my vision anymore. It is our vision. Take note of this. Such leaders are able to motivate their team members not only to become higher achievers, but also to practice higher moral and ethical standards. Because you are helping them, you are making them see where they are, they are not able, and then you are giving them provision to enable them from their limitation and allowing them to run it so that their aim is achieved. So by that today they have learned something. The next time they have another goal set and they have the same problem, they won't come to you. They have improved. Let me say this to you. Anyone who does that will always deliver his own common goal vision excellently and without stress. Everybody feels important in the commonwealth. So, they are able to motivate their team members not only to become higher achievers because they will achieve their goals and they will be excited, but also to practice the moral and ethical standard that is, you know, attached to her achievements. Let me tell you <laughs> something in this church. Well, no, when we get to her achievement, we'll talk about it. But understand what I'm saying. If you cannot produce your kind, you fail in life. But understand, therefore, that if you have demanded to produce your kind, yourself too must be a good kind. Hallelujah. That's the reason why those who go to deliverance churches, the deliverer is afraid. Members are afraid. Because it's all a kingdom of fear. And the people who follow you will become like you. But transformational leaders are bold because they are well informed. Knowledge is power. <laughs> Hallelujah. So any problem that happens in their team, they have solution because they have passed through it before. And they share their experience and encounters with their team members so that they can scale over. 
they trust their team members to deliver. And they push them so that it is those team members who will deliver, they will say that it is pastor. Because pastor will show you the way I say, you can do it. Come on, get out and do it. You can do it. This is the way to do it. This is what you need. Okay, go ahead and do it. And the person finished and say, oh, wow, you see now, how easy it is. Come on now, put your hands together for yourself. They feel somebody. One of my very friends, I will mention his name now, because he may be watching me on television. He watches me a lot. He's a person that all of you know, if I mention his name. He's quite a very strong man in the world. He came to me one day and said that, Apostle, we met. Oh, how are you? How is everything going? Ministry, blah, blah, blah. He said, how do you leave your church for such a long time? And you come back and everything is still okay. I said, you need to come, I will teach you. Jesus left his church on earth and is coming back to rapture it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, this is how I left my church. I have reproduced myself in them. I said, so if I'm not on my pulpit, there will be no gap on my pulpit. And I trust them also. I don't have fear. If I expose somebody, he may take my members away. Where? If someone take my members away, what do you call them? My members, isn't it? You call them what? They remain my members. <laughs> Hallelujah. They will come back. <laughs> I have no such fear. I, I, I didn't know who I was until they tested me and said I'm a protagonist. It is when I was reading now about protagonists, I said, ah, oh boy, no wonder. No wonder you are this. <laughs> no wonder, no wonder you are this. I think I will give all of you the website when we come for the third lecture so that you go and test yourself. It's just free. So that you know who you are. And from who you are. Because this course I'm doing now, they first wanted to know who you are. And they wanted you to know who you are. So that you will know areas of your weaknesses. And all what they're asking you is that this thing we taught you this week. What have you applied to do? Where, in what area have you applied it in your organization? It is a practical training. It is not a theory training. Are we together now? <laughs> what I want to do is IQ test. <laughs> Because that one flash, I haven't done it yet. Because Holy Ghost can play a role in the IQ test. And give me IQ that is beyond my Q. So, <laughs> I haven't said that to you guys. There is a very popular man called James Magrigo Bond. It's a good thing to mention, you know... In 1978, he first suggested the concept of transformational leadership. And he says, it is a relationship of mutual stimulation and elevation that converts followers into leaders. From where did he get it? Jesus. Go ye into all the world and make disciples of all nations. All right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and enabling them, teaching them to obey all I have taught you for lo and with you always. So Jesus is the first transformational leaders. 
That is Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 and 19. Then in, in um, um, the book of um, John 14, 12, it says, If you have faith in me, you will do the things I have been doing, and greater works shall ye do. Jesus is not afraid for you to pass him, to do better than him. And he said, the reason is because I go to my father and I will come and live inside you so that through you I will achieve it. People will see you do it, but I'm the one behind the button. Hallelujah, somebody. That is a transformational leader. He, he is happy when his children are praised for achieving success. He's unhappy when they are unable. It says in the book of Acts chapter 1, Tarry ye in Jerusalem until you endure with power. He had given them mandate. Then he says in verse 8, And you will receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and then you will be my witness. Don't go and weakness until you are endured with power. You must be equipped before you can be released. Taught, equipped, released. London Church, CFT. Don't you think I forgot the vision of the M25 enclaves? After this convention, I'm sending you out. Because this convention, I'm not doing it just for convention's sake. If I paid to go and learn, yes, my reward is you. Every, you don't need to go and pay more, any more for the learning. I'm giving you free of charge now. At least it's not copyright. Copyright means right to copy. That is when I quote the people that uh, I need to to credit them. It says, a relationship of mutual stimulation and elevation that converts followers into leaders and may convert leaders into moral agents. As you convert people to leaders, you also are converted by your effort to overseer. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Moral agents. Compliance. To just be the compliant officer. While others are getting the job done. I love this married girl. His name is James. He must be born again. Now he went further and said, This means that leaders and followers... Raise one another to higher level of motivation and morality. It is interdependency. It is dual way. I need you. You need me. We are part of one family. Tomorrow I'm going to talk about the church of the living God. And that all what I'm teaching you today, you can apply it tomorrow. You start applying it from now looking for areas that you need to amend and, and apply when you live here. But tomorrow, it's good that I would do this first before we look at what is church, by the way. What is our organization, by the way? God helping me, I will talk about business enterprise as well. I want members of this church, when you start a company, you may start it in Peckham, it doesn't matter, you may start it in your garage. You will tell me how many years you have in your mind for that company to be a PLC and float on the stock exchange. Then you will tell me your written plan to get it done. What you don't have, we have it in this church. In this church, there is no professional under the sky. 
that is not in Christ with tabernacle. Why should you suffer lack professionalism? All of us are going to live because of one another. We will storm our brain together and turn your company around. But we will make sure we force you. That is great man's theory. <laughs> to do it. Because one thing with Christians is that, you know, many Christians, when you give them things free, they just dump it. But they will pay to some people who are less in brain. And what those ones give them is less than what you offer them. They will start running about that. But the one at home, because it's free, they think it's cheap. We will apply great man's theory to erode that. Eh? Or transactional theory. <laughs> to make sure that you deliver. Looking just at now, now, today, 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 today. Jesus must answer me today. To, that's transactional. <laughs> Hallelujah. So therefore, in wrapping up that, transformational leadership can be distinguished from transactional leadership in several ways, according to Price, 2003. He suggested three main distinguishing criteria. He says transformational leadership focuses more on final products than the method. It is more concerned with the vision or purpose than how it is achieved. So it allows people to go through many methods to achieve the same goal, which is very innovative. Then he says transformational leadership stresses the importance of a leader's charisma. It is more important for a leader to be able to inspire others than to control them. He believes in them, he enables them, and he pushes them to do it by themselves while helping them to get results. He doesn't control them. Transformational leadership suggests that leadership entails moral responsibility. It, it, it is, you must be ethically sound. You know, this is where I disagree with, um, you know, in England... You move from church to church, you see some Christians, they believe that, um, you know, when you come to church, you dress down. Look at what I've just shown you. And when they go to their office, they, they suit up and they're smart. But when it comes to God, just go in jeans. They are not transformational leaders. No. Let me say this to you. The way you appear determines the mindset for that occasion. That's why people go to churches like that. Check all of them. It is just to come, clap hands, dance, uh, jump up. That's it. That's their Christianity. None of them expire to encounter the power of the Spirit. None of them have a focus to see God. They can't imagine it because their mindset towards the church is just a club. They cannot see. They cannot hear than their mind. They cannot prophesy. They cannot walk in signs and wonders. They, some of them don't even believe it. When you go to them, they will say that it is for some people. It is mindset. As a man thinketh in his heart. And the same way, you see churches where women will wear um, uh, tight leggings, tight jeans, to show their nakedness. Or, is it miniscule, you call it? So that all their ties that are ruffled are shown out. If those ties were smooth, maybe 
It should have been better covered. And you see all that, their breast is out and all stuff like that. That is no transformational leadership. Because moral standard is zero. Don't follow them. Look at their results before you copy. You follow them, you get their results. Are we together now? Transformational leadership suggests that leadership entails moral responsibilities. Your children cannot just dress anyhow. They can't just behave anyhow. They can't just talk anyhow. For society to respect you, your moral standard must be very high. A person of high moral standard is a great achiever. Is a high achiever. Leaders are atrocious in how they engage with colleagues. Let me help you with this. To be atrocious means to be selfless, self-sacrificing, self-denying, and considered compassion, kind, decent, noble, public, uh, spirited, generous, magnanimous, ungrudging, Unstinting, charitable, benevolent, beneficent, liberal, open-handed, free-handed, philanthropic, humanitarian. That is what atrocity means. Now you can understand what I'm talking about. Look, a Jesus you can't imagine don't present to people. To transform people. People are transformed by what they see faster than what they hear. Yeah. Because transformation can be to negative things or to positive things. Transformation is a factor. The last one. I'm supposed to finish by what? One thirty. One. Five more minutes. The last one is the servant leadership theory. A servant leader is someone who is able to transcend their own self-interest in order to serve the need of their team members and help them grow both professionally and personally. Is that not to be altruistic? That is it. So, my opinion is that transformational leadership and servant leadership theory are interwoven. But have their distinctions too. I would say, as a person, that no one can be a transformational leader who is not a servant leader. And I would say also, uh, vice versa, there is no servant leadership that does not transform people. Because the Bible says, be thou an example. Isn't it? Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Isn't it? 
Let me give you one transformational leader who was also a servant leader. Judges chapter 7 verse 17. Gideon, when they were going to fight, he said, watch me. Number one. He said, he told them, follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. Mommy always quote this one. When leaders take their lead, volunteers follow. She's the one who tell me where it is in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, it is Deborah. We are in Deborah's chapter. Eh? Chapter 5 as what? Deborah, which is the book of Deborah? Who said that? Judges for what? Eh? Judges for four. Judges for four. Judges chapter five. When So that is mommy's mommy's hashtag is when leaders take their lead, volunteers follow. So what about when leaders don't take their lead? When people are not willing, there is nothing to praise the Lord for. I we together now. So let me finish on that because we just finished. A servant leader is someone who is able to transcend their own self-interest in order to serve the need of their team members and help them grow, both professionally and personally. So the duty of a pastor is to make sure his members grow professionally and they grow personally. That's why I'm going to school. I'm not going to school because I want to go and make business somewhere. It can bring money. But when I go to school, I set everybody on their heels. As I says, Apostle, why are you going to school? That's why. Look at servant leader here. I've never read this before until now. And I found out that what I'm doing is correct. We have a duty to develop people professionally so that they are professionally sound. We will not be praying for somebody's promotion when it's not qualified. And personally, so that they are not morally bankrupt. Common characteristics include emphasis on patience, empathy, humility, respectfulness, honesty, and commitment. Lucia and Achua, 2012. These are the things that Jesus taught us. Such a leader will like practice. Such a leader will like to practice some of the following behaviors. For you to be a servant leader, you need to ask questions rather than just giving answers. God said, 
Adam, where are you? Servant leader. You must, too, be able to provide opportunities for others to lead them. Create atmosphere for others to take the lead. Number three, work for the benefit of others. Let everything you do gear towards benefiting your members. And seek mutual understanding over striving for consensus. Sometimes you have a method, your members will suggest a method, and it may be a better method. Have a consensus. Therefore, finally, note that many of these transactional, traditional, old ways or framework are focused on helping leaders succeed within current economy and social system rather than helping leaders transform them. This is where we're going to stop today. But I want to say this to you. Focus in the, your break time on servant, servant leadership and also transformational leaders. You will give back to your kind. I think the book of Hebrew, it will be a best book to end this Hebrew Chapter 13, Hebrew, verse 7 and 13. Hebrews 13, 7 says, Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome, moral standard, of the way of life and imitate their faith, action. Seventeen says, Obey your leaders and submit to the authority. They keep watch over you as men who will give accounts. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that will be of no advantage to you. Shall we stand up together, please?